0: Hey friends, thanks for listening to the City Network podcast. We're so glad you're here. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to tell you about the Soul Care Prayer Summit happening April 22nd to 24th up at Quaker Hill in McCall. The summit is for men and women who serve as leaders and missionaries in the Treasure Valley. This is a space created for you as a visionary leader to hear from God and care for your soul. And it's not just for pastors is for anyone who has a vision for kingdom transformation in their sphere of influence we want to create a space for you and your spouse to pray over that and to pray for our valley together as a unified church trying to reach our communities with the gospel we're also helping with child care this year so let us know on the registration form if that's a need for your family go to the city network.org to register and now for today's episode
1: when we were starting the church, I was always praying for the harvest, you know, Mm -hmm. I I think every church is like, yeah, Lord, let me help reach people. Let me, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: opened our doors from day one, we had hundreds of people showing up and they were all believers. And I was like, God, this is not what I prayed for, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, like at all. And and, in like six months in eight months in, I'm like, God, we're the lost people. We Mm -hmm. need the lost people. Mm -hmm. And, he kind of convicted me. Um, he says, you're praying for the harvest that I've been sending you workers,
0: mm. you know, you
1: know, workers ready. And the harvest comes, right? Like he Good. sent me worker field. And so um, mm. tells us that one of my roles is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Mm-hmm. And that's a challenge to me, you know, um, because I had done ministry for so long um, and kind of, I wouldn't say I neglected Uh, Developing them for work of ministry. But my primary focus had been like, okay, I'm going to reach the loss. I'm going to do these things. And really, the foundational piece of our entire church is equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. And in doing that, um, that mindset shift, uh, we've seen an incredible foundation being built as a church. You're listening to the City Network Podcast. Our mission is to grow and multiply healthy churches in the
0: Treasure Valley and beyond. Head to thecitynetwork.org for more info on our initiatives to catalyze church transformation and church planting. Here's today's
1: podcast.
0: All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to the City Network podcast. Um, I am not your host, Robert Frazier or Josh Branham, Um, They are busy doing summer things. Uh, Robert's on sabbatical, um, and Josh is doing a bunch of his own work with writing. Um, And so I get to take over the podcast for the summer. I'm Alyssa Statlander. I'm the communications director with The City Network and your host for the summer on The City Network podcast. Uh, We are in the middle of our summer series um, interviewing Different church planners who planted with the City Network. Last time we got to hear from Josh and April at Resurrection Covenant Boise. Um, and today we are hearing from TJ Hankey at Refresh Church. Uh TJ lives here in Boise with his wife Leah and their four kids. Um, and today is on the City Network podcast. So welcome, TJ. Thanks for joining us.
1: It is an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. So just to get started, um, can you jump in just by telling us a little bit about yourself, um, where you're from, your story with Jesus, that kind of thing?
1: I was born and raised in Florida. Um, so Southern kid, no wind, and yet I find myself in Idaho.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it, it's a unique story, I'm sure, but basically gave my life to Christ as a you know late elementary schooler um, dad was kind of struggling with alcohol On my senior year he was in rehab kind of on my own as far as like decision making
0: mm-hmm.
1: lived with his stepsister and just kind of like okay god what do i do and after i graduated high school felt this real need to go into ministry so i took some time and prayed that through talked to some wise people and Absolutely, uh, they confirmed the call of God on my, and from there it was just kind of a learning process, mm-hmm. you know, education, practice, experience, that kind of stuff. Twenty twelve, I started a church uh, in, at the age of twenty nine, and that started my church planting journey, um, and learned all the things the hard way. Mm-hmm. Tried to take a lot of it, but sometimes experience is just the best teacher. You can't do it any other way. Yeah, and so that was um there was a lot of pain and a lot of sacrifice but also a lot of joy and a lot of like in that season in me and in our church Mm -hmm. a great thing so through that ministry um right around a thousand people came to christ in that season um of eight and a half years of pastoring that church which is that's amazing i've even prayed for i was like Lord, please just don't let us fail, you Mm -hmm. know, by all (laughs) generic, et cetera. Just don't let me embarrass myself, please. (laughs) But after eight and a half years of pastoring, man, God, that by far, he does what he does and people's lives have changed. But it was in those last years uh, being at the church that I was just burdened for the Treasure Valley. And uh, we said. To the Treasure Valley, to Church Planters, we helped plant multiple churches here before we ever showed up. Wow! And uh, it was a real goal uh, to help this valley. And I even been here in the very beginning. And then I ended I came through, and and there was never like "thus saith the Lord" sort of moment that you have to move. There was definitely a great burden for the people, and as we kind of the burden kept. It was something we had to do mm-hmm. it, it was easy. we would live with the the what ifs for the rest of our life. yeah and so we a great church in good hands mm-hmm. um moved to a place where we knew no one uh, us and our four kids unloaded our pod into our rental house and set up shop set wow. up church. our church will be two years old in september of 23. And uh I mean yeah, nothing amazing what God has done in this just short amazing,
0: It's been really really awesome. That's amazing. Um awesome. So thank you, thank you for sharing that with us. Um I'd be interested to hear how um, first of all, how it was for you planting a church in a city where you weren't already living before, like moving somewhere to plant a church um, what that was like. And then also, since this is your second church you've planted, how has this one been different than your first experience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, moving into a city that you don't know anyone and starting a church in the church plant world is called a parachute plant where you just kind of drop in and there's nothing else. Like you're just, you kind of show up and some people will parachute with the team. Some people will Mm -hmm. do that but we really didn't have anybody. Everybody stayed in Florida. Eventually I hired my uh, worship leader from Florida to come out for our launch and help us start the church. But day one, it was just us. We had great relationships with those at the city network, got to know them and other pastors in town. But uh, to be honest with you, it was a little lonely sometimes, (laughs) you know, just until you get those couple team members all you're doing is solo work, solo work by yourself, sitting at a desk. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't have, so we had a home, you know, so I'd leave my bed in the morning, go to my desk and I would work. And it just felt so isolated. And that's the exact opposite of what you're used to as a pastor. You know, you're used to teams, you're used to people. And and there was definitely some uh, struggle in that. But at the same time, I had the solace of knowing that, since this was my second church plan, I'd seen it happen before I'd felt all the things before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so when then the second time I, it's still hard, hard things are always going to be hard. No matter how many times you do them, they're difficult,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but knowing that there was um, that God comes through in the end. Yeah. The first time I don't know if it's going to work. You don't, you don't know if it's going to happen. You don't know if anything, but I have seen him be so faithful so many times Planting a church a second time is just like okay, well this is painful, this is difficult, but if I don't quit, we win. You know, if, if mm-hmm. I don't quit, it, it it works. So everything comes together. So for me personally, um, that was the darkest season. But going the second round of the church plant is, it's pretty incredible actually. Um, you enjoy it a lot more.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: uh know how to do things a little more clearly and. It, it can be an actually like a fun process um, because you're not so nervous about yeah. all the things. So planting a church a second time for me was awesome. Other people are think I'm crazy because they're like, I will never do that again. I would never. <laughs> and, and honestly, I never wanted to do it again either. But the call of God in my life uh, changed that. So, yes. Was it hard at times? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but is he faithful? Even
0: more, yeah, that's beautiful, and that makes sense too. That like the you know the longer that you're you're doing something, you continually are seeing God show up.
1: It's mm-hmm.
0: those like stones of remembrance, no, you know, where you're like, I know that He did this before, and it feels mm-hmm. hard right now, but we've experienced it before too. God showing up,
1: mm-hmm. absolutely, just um, like Jacob putting the stone he slept on, just putting it up and going, okay, this is a pillar where I met God. Mm-hmm. And when he came back through to me, his brother, Esau, he's like, okay, I met God here before he told me he was going to bring me back. Yeah, So here I am. It's these memory stones, like you said, like just uh, moments and points of just going, okay, this is, I've been here before. Yeah. I've seen this before. God's been faithful before and it'll be just
0: fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that um so would you say then uh that was that like loneliness of this time was that would you say is one of your more uh like your biggest struggle with this or has there been other things that have been like specifically difficult this time
1: um this time around I would just say some uh, working solo you don't get as much done you know you (laughs) Um, I came from a healthy staff, a full team. I mean, we had Mm -hmm. great people doing great things where I could kind of have an idea and we could execute it within weeks. Um, now I'm, I'm solo, you know, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. my wife and kids are great, but they're not going to run a church and I have great pastor friends in the Valley. They're not going to build my church for me. There's only one person to do that. Right. Um, so yeah, it was, loneliness is a is a way to describe it, but it's not the only thing it's, it's just this, there's hard, it's hard to get momentum mm. when you're the only one pushing, you know, it's uh, it's sort of that flywheel concept where it, like you hit it really hard and it just barely budges. But the more times you keep hitting it, you get momentum.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: And, and I was the only one doing the pushing for mm-hmm. a while. It just was really exhausting. Um but then a couple people came alongside of us and helped us push a little more, mm-hmm. um, team, you know, and then just kept building that up. So yeah, that, that would definitely be, um, the darkest, uh, hardest part of what we did. Um, but I mean, compared to what a lot of church planters kind of go through, um, I can just say that I'm blessed, you know, <laughs> like it, mm-hmm. if that's as hard as it was, that's a blessing from God, yeah. you know,
0: Mm-hmm. Um, did you find, um, any helpful like strategies or things like that to combat some of that initial like exhaustion, um, that like can lead to burnout? Do you have any mm-hmm. like, encouragement there that you might want to share with people who are in a similar space?
1: Yeah. So I, I've been through the phases of burnout and brokenness and overwork and all those kind of things. And so I kind of set up pretty healthy parameters for myself. I don't try to get as much work in per day as I can. I try to get as much work in eight hours as I can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I, try, you know, it's, yep. it's sort of self-discipline start and end. And mm-hmm. in the middle, just jam as much as you can in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, so that helps me stay sort of in the balance. Sure. Um, I love going outside. Um, mm-hmm. I probably hiked the foothills, like many, 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 many miles. Uh, just sort of like, just kind of clearing the air of my own mind. <laughs> when you yeah. get in a, uh, just getting out there and doing that kind of stuff. Um, hanging out with the family, doing little like afternoon trips with them, those types of things. Cause those, those are the things that really keep you grounded in what you're doing it for to begin with, like interacting with people. And and we started in September of 21. So our entire launch process was ridden with covid you know like yeah the whole thing hey you want to meet at a coffee shop well that one's closed and that one you can't really talk because you have to wear a mask the entire time and you yeah. know so there was just there was a, an abundance of hurdles to even yeah. do simple things like yeah. get face with someone and so the strategies that we employed to stay healthy were the ones that a lot of people did just get outside just go be with your family and do the outside things. And really, it was was super beneficial. You know, we really enjoyed it. And then I've kind of developed a network of pastors um, that are just close friends. We don't live in the same city. They live all across the nation. And uh, those guys, honestly, lifesavers there's the phrase, don't do ministry alone. These are the guys I do ministry with, even though they're, across the nation. Mm-hmm. Um if if I fell sick today, one of them would preach this weekend. They're those kind of guys. You know, like they would just they'd fly in, no questions asked, they'd cover it. Um that kind of stuff. They're just and, and those guys just with those words of encouragement, that knowing that they've got your back, mm-hmm. that's what we need, right? right? Like yeah. uh everybody needs that. But as a pastor, it's helpful to have other pastors that understand Mm -hmm. what you felt or gone through. Um, And then same is true in your position. You need people that do what you do understand Mm -hmm. how you do those things. And so for me, the kind of combinations of pace and people,
0: Mm -hmm. you're very helpful. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Um, How were you able, how did you connect with those um, other pastors? even though like they don't live here we're we're sort of the the hub of that
1: so the genesis for a lot of those relationships were conferences mm. um classes thick trainings things like that and then friends of friends honestly like right. you go up somewhere and they're like hey have you met this guy no
0: mm-hmm. all right
1: we're all going to tonight all right you know and just yeah. getting out of your comfort zone Mm-hmm. showing up in places that you're like, I don't know if I feel comfortable meeting new people today, <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff. And, and so over the years, I've maybe a dozen years or so, I've just kind of collected a couple guys that are like the guys for me, you know? And uh, so, yeah, just, you, you kind of got to leave home, you know, mm-hmm. if you build a network like I have uh, of, of those friendships, mm-hmm. um, nothing against doing it locally though. We have great pastors here and I love those guys a whole lot, you know, um, but I just happen to resonate with these guys like on such a deep level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of cheesy, but we, we're just like, we call each other the wolf pack, you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> taking care I of that. I love that. Yeah.
1: That's important.
0: Yeah. It's so important to have a community like that. Cause that's really the thing that carries you through. <laughs> yeah. I love that.
1: That's what, the whole Bible leans on that. Like we are a people. Yeah. We're in, we're a group. We're not solo artists. We're not out there on our own. We could never have made it on our own, you know? Yeah. So
0: absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's great. Um. So we you sort of have talked about some of these, Um. Mm-hmm. but I'd love to hear maybe you talked about some of this. I want to just ask you about what are some things that you would, you have thought as, as, of like successes for you. Um mm-hmm. some bright spots in this journey. Um you've mentioned yeah. a few already. Um maybe something since starting your church plant like as your church plant has grown what have been some beautiful things that you've seen come out of it.
1: Yeah. Uh when we were starting the church I was always praying for the harvest, you know. Mm-hmm. I-, I think every church is like, yeah. Lord, let me help reach people. Let me, you know, mm-hmm. and Opened our doors from day one, we had hundreds of people showing wow. up and they were all believers. And I was like, God, this is not what I prayed for, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> at all. And in like six months in, eight months in, I'm like, God, we're the lost people. We mm. need the lost people. Mm. And he kind of convicted me. Um, he says, you're praying for the harvest that I've been sending you workers,
0: mm. you know, you
1: know, workers ready. And the harvest comes, right? Like he Good. sent me worker field. And so mm-hmm. um, tells us that one of my roles is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And that's a challenge to me, you know, um, because I had done ministry for so long um, and kind of, I wouldn't say I neglected uh, developing them for work of ministry, but my primary focus had been like, okay, I'm going to reach the loss. I'm going to do these things. And really the foundational piece of our entire church is equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. And in doing that, um, that mindset shift, uh, we've seen a, a, a an incredible foundation being built as a church, like solid, you know? And so the first 18 months of our church or so, I felt like um, it was almost like a sifting um, where God was saying, okay, just be who you are, do what you do, be what you believe and teach it. And all the people that aren't supposed to be here will go find the place where they're supposed to be, you know, whether that's a theological thing or a style thing or a yeah. volume mm-hmm. music, you know, like we just, this is who we are. And so we kind of laid that foundation for 18 months. And after 18 months, you kind of go, okay, who's left over? <laughs> you know, who did we not offend? Who did we, because <laughs> it's so easy to offend people these days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, who's sticking around? Who are we developing? Who are we building with? And then we are, we'll be, Two years old in the coming months. And so the last couple of months, three, four months, um, we've seen people walking in the doors and they're not mature believers. They're not out there, um, you know, the developed people, you know, like we were getting in the very beginning. Um, they're new Christians or they're not Christians at all. Um, they're full of needs, they're full of like heartache, they're full of like they just need to be delivered from brokenness and see their. The wholeness and the hope of Jesus alive in their life. Like they believe in Jesus, but now what, you know, like they're a Christian, there's a whole lot of broken layers that need yeah. to be taken off. It needs to occur. So um, for me, we kind of late saw that foundation. So that's a bright spot. Like we weren't building with just anybody. We were building with the people that God gave us, but also sort of like wanted to be on the journey with us for the long haul. And then after that was established, those kind of tracks were laid down. Um, We got to move forward in the evangelism process and the reaching process and the healing process with people. And so if you're, if you're talking bright spots um, that's it for me, it's just people now are giving their life to Christ and people now are being discipled and our small group structure is strong and our, you know, those types of things and really thoroughly enjoying uh, the process by which God has built Refresh Church.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. And it, it reminds me, um, I was talking last week with Josh in April at Resurrection Covenant. And Josh was saying a similar thing. Um, he said something along the lines of like, I am I can't plant a church like from a place of not the person that I am. You know, he was like, right. I have to plant a church with the people that I have. And the mm-hmm. pastor that I am in the community where we're at, you know, right. and it sounds sort of like that reminded me of what you're saying about you have to just, you have to take the people that are there and then ask, okay, what are we, what are we doing together? What's our role right now in the kingdom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. I
1: had a pastor friend once tell me, um, develop your church into one that you personally would love to be a part of, because that's the only style or church that you're qualified to lead.
0: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> something you you know,
1: if, you, if you don't love your worship style, if you don't love your teaching style, that's, you're not qualified to lead that church, you know, because you, you don't lead with love, you know, hmm. and it's, important. so yeah, Josh, he was right. <laughs> I agree.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um. All right. So one more question before we close up. Um, and again, you've mentioned you've mentioned this too a bit, but just to focus on this specifically. Um, would you talk about some of the people who have partnered with you um who and who just helped you along the way? Um, it can be within City Network, not just what have yeah. those like partnerships functionally looked like. Uh
1: yeah, there's there's probably three different groups of people that really uh spoke life into us and encouraged us and helped us along the way. Um the first of which is like that nationwide sort of pastors group of mm-hmm. guys that I'm a part of. Obviously couldn't do it without them. And then when we showed up on the scene locally, um I was a little worried that there would be some pushback from other pastors, you know, sort of territorialism, that kind of stuff and Before I ever even moved out here, I was calling. Uh, I reached out to the city network, talked to local pastors on the phone. And when I showed up to just even visit, I'd grab lunch with one of them. Um, And so like guys like Robert, guys like Keith Mm -hmm. um, really helped me in the journey. Uh, Pastor Keith stuck me in his truck and just drove me around the entire valley for about an hour and a half and just talked. This, 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 this church in that area and this history and this growth area and just completely, I just took pages of notes, you know, just writing, 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 because I wanted to soak it all in. And these guys had no problem um, setting time aside just to help new churches start. Um, and so the the pastoral group of our area is just amazing. And they spent that time and even financially helped start our church too. several of these guys. And so it's just phenomenal. And I, I definitely have that same part. And so I do take, uh, calls and I do do coffee and meetings with guys, mm-hmm. um, locally and across the nation to kind of help do the same thing. You know, I'm not some celebrity pastor who's, you know, like I've got these 16 million coaching guys. It's just no, nah, I'll do one or two here or there. And if I can help, I will, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a beggar leading a beggar to food, <laughs> um, fatality. So, and then also locally, um, there's some people that aren't pastors that just open their heart and open their arms to us. Our first launch team members, uh, Mike and Jen Lee, like still like incredible people on our team, friends of ours, love them to death. But if it wasn't for this like initial deposit that God gave us of this family, the very first people to sign on, and we're the only people to sign on for months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Afterward, you know, they signed on. It was just like, man there was like this this deposit from the holy spirit like just this this is what your church will look like and this is who we will be is you guys these two families now together and it's like okay that's kind of awesome you know we have twice as many kids as we do (laughs) parents but we're a church you know yeah and so from there they kind of helped open doors to meet new people and, and various people along the way. And, and you know how the, the branches kind of go from there where it's like this person knows that person. And mm-hmm. eventually that team and our launch team, um, most of whom are still at our church uh, serving and thriving. Um, just what faith-filled people, you yeah. know, like yeah. who, who just meets a guy who moved in from Florida and goes, I'll do that.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: just it's a lot on the line. There's like there's a lot of heartache and pain that comes with like anything that's uh, a church plant that is struggling or failed or bad theology or moral issues or heresy and all those and they're just like I'm in, I mean mm-hmm. that's an incredible faith filled group of people. So there's about sixty people like that and it's
0: just yeah. incredible, amazing. Anyway,
1: yeah, so those are the people. That's that's the people that partnered with me along the way. Awesome groups.
0: Yeah, I love that. Uh, It's so good to hear. And I'm, I'm continually blown away by that spirit that seems to be really like growing in Boise of the like, no competition, just like, despite differences of theology and like denomination, people are just like, I'm here to support your kingdom work and you're supporting my kingdom work because it's all the same kingdom. And we're all doing the same thing, um, which I think that feels like something that has been relatively new in the city over the last like 10 years. And it's been, yeah, I'm continually like, wow, I'm so grateful for that. Um,
1: for sure.
0: That's every city. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. That's great to hear. Um. All right. Well, to wrap up, Last thing, um, if you had to give a one sentence word of advice for people planting a church, um, what would you say?
1: Um, I would say, fear is a natural part of the process. It hmm. um, probably, fear of failure, is what most of us sort of struggle with in the decision to start or uh, not to start a church. Cause you're like, if I fail, I just, I'm a failure. And the truth is aside from like some sort of moral failure, um, there's no such thing as a failed church plant. Mm. Um, because if you're obedient to the call of God, you're not a failure. Mm. And you might be a short-term church, you know, might, might only exist for a little while, but there were still seeds planted. And we know that some plant some water, some harvest,
0: mm.
1: um, but re- seeds go out, whether that's a very small group of people or a large group of people or anything in between. And so the fear of failure, um, is irrational when you think about it like that, Mm. because the season you're in may be shorter than you had determined, but God called you for that reason. You know, um, like Abraham never saw the promise fulfilled in his lifetime, but he saw his son And that's it. That's he saw this great nation, this blessing to all the earth. He saw Isaac. Everything else was beyond him. Mm. And so a lot of times like Abraham, you leave your homeland, you go to a country that God says, this is all going to be changed for me. And and all you ever see is that one. Mm. And uh, that one, you don't know what's going to come, whether that's generations beyond. So again, there's no such thing as a failed church plant.
0: Awesome. Well, that's a great spot to that's a great spot to end. Um, I love that. Uh thank you so much for coming on here, TJ. I appreciate it. Um it's been great. Uh church planters and pastors and other city network listeners, thank you so much for listening today. Um if you want more for city, from City Network or you have questions about anything um that we talked about in this episode, you can um send us an email at admin at thecitynetwork.org or just go visit the website, thecitynetwork.org. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the City Network, and we'd love to connect with you that way. Um, thanks again, TJ, for joining, and we'll see you all again uh, next week. Thanks for listening to the City Network podcast. If you have any comments or questions, join the discussion on our Facebook group at thecitynetwork.org slash group or sign up at the website to subscribe to updates from our blog and podcast.